Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, talking to you about how to beat the odds in terms of business success, how not to fail. You don't want to fail. Failure is not feedback. Failure in business is terrible. Okay, it means that you're you're taking your savings, your life savings, or whatever it took you two to three years to save up from your job. You fail. Now you've got to go get a job again. That could, that whole cycle could set you back seven years. You know another two or three years before you're able to get that money up. Um, it's really terrible. Just like you don't want to fail in, in a marriage, man, and go through a divorce in your mid-40s with half your assets gone and paying alimony and child support for in, indefinitely. Um, it's not something you want to do, okay? And, and something really important to understand before I get into these stats is that I would not recommend entrepreneurship for the vast, vast majority of people. Um, but this channel's not for them. They're not watching personal development. Uh, they're watching cat videos on YouTube or Taylor Swift videos or whatever. Um, because the odds of, of success are so low, you really have to be a different type of individual. Um, so I'm going to give you the conservative stats. You've heard, you might have heard a lot of these different stats. I'm going to give you the conservative stats. You know, 80% of businesses fail within three years, 92% within 10 years. Um, I've heard as high as 90% within three years. Okay, so let's say within that 10-year period, 90% of businesses fail. Of those 10% of businesses that succeed, uh, 64% um, make less than $100,000. So you're looking at the vast majority of these businesses, you know, will not make more than a million dollars in sales. Okay, and and... The revenue is not important. The take-homes is more important. Um, but most people who succeed have basically created a job for themselves that pays them, you know, less than 100000 after taxes, which if you're living in the West and maybe you're trying to raise a family on that is not a whole lot of money. Um, and, and, and this is because for the most part, they're in the wrong vehicle. I mean... There's a street below me. I could I could do a walking tour of my neighborhood, and I would start zero percent of the businesses that I see. Zero percent. Okay. There's a real estate agency two blocks over there. It's in a nice office. There's nice foot traffic. Um, it's in a nice well-lit area. That's a business I would consider starting if I wasn't already in this business. I'm not doing two businesses again. That's a dumb idea. But that would be the only business that I would start. Okay, but there's no one outside flagging you down. I've walked by that building hundreds of times. There's no one outside selling. Okay, I can tell right now that it's a decent business to start, but they're not executing at a high level. Okay, there's hundreds and hundreds of people who walk by that, and no one's outside selling or flagging them down or trying to pull them inside. Okay, and this is why most businesses, businesses fail. Um, one of the reasons is they're not doing outbound. So... You know, my friends or people ask me why I'm, you know, what the drive is, why I work as hard as I do, um, even though I've got myself into a comfortable position. Dude, I'm scared. Okay. I know those stats. And it's not just about getting wealthy, but your business has to be expanding and revenue has to be going up every year. So you know that it's not dying. Okay. Businesses don't die overnight. They're either uh, getting stronger or they're getting weaker. They're either growing and expanding or they're contracting. 
there's no neutral um, and, and neutral is illusion. You know, if it looks like your business is maintaining that, that business is dying. Gravity brings a flat line down. You have to be adding income to your business every year. Um, and you know, which means you eventually hit seven figures at some point, right? You eventually become part of that 0.01%. Um, and that's the best insurance policy. The best, the best defense is a good offense to continually, as long as your business is continually expanding, you know, that your business is safe. Um, you know, that you're keeping up with competitors and, and improving and taking market share from them. If it's neutral or, or if you're losing ground, you know that your business is in trouble and you're getting closer um, to that dog pile, to that, to that trash heap of, of businesses. Uh, none of these businesses that I'm looking at in this neighborhood are going to exist within 20 years. These restaurants um, with the bad service, these little beauty salons, all these things, vast majority of them aren't, aren't going to exist. So you're either moving closer towards that closer towards failure or you're moving closer towards success okay which is why the first thing you have to do is work like you're a fucking immigrant you know i was watching a couple of these podcasts of you know these two guys actually two guys from iran who came to america in the mid 80s and they're you know they're, they're living in station wagons with their whole family or whatever and by the time the guy's 16 he's out doing direct sales and they're animals and they're you know 24 7 because they've been through so much pain, okay? The vast majority of you guys, if you're in North America, you're lazy, you're soft, you're spoiled. That's how I was raised in comparison. And I was, I was, you know, lower income than a lot of people. I had more pain in my life than a lot of people, but not compared to, you know, guys that came over to this, you know, to North America and had to scrap to get by, who you don't have to motivate them. They're just savages from day one. Um, so you need to work like an immigrant. You know, that's the first thing that's going to prevent you from failing because make no mistake, um, you know, let's say the total failure rate across 20 years, maybe it's as high as 94%. You know, you're not competing with those guys. They're failing and they're working average hours. You're competing with the businesses that survive and thrive. Okay. And make no mistake, they're going to be working hard as well. Because they understand this game, they're trying not to fail. They're trying not. They're trying to expand their empire. So you got to be able to keep pace with those guys, and you've got to be able to put in the work effort. You know, until you've made your millions or whatever it is, and maybe you slow down in your in your fifties or something like that. Um, but until you built up that snowball, you've got to work like an immigrant. The second thing that most people don't do is outbound sales. Um, door-to-door, cold calling, all that fun stuff that nobody wants to do because there's another chapter in the Business Failure Book that's coming up. You can't quite see it yet. It's AI and it's automation and a lot of industries should be scared. I just watched a video of a marketing guy on YouTube talking about how J.P. Morgan Chase has um, bought a company that does artificial intelligence copywriting and they're using it. So AI is doing copywriting now and it's 2019. That's only going to continue. Okay. That's, and he was trying to make the case for, it's not a big deal. Copywriters aren't going to be in trouble. Dude, that, that is a big deal. Um, it's a problem. I, I could imagine that the, 
AI is also doing online marketing, right? So if you have a social media marketing agency, you do Facebook and Google ads, uh, you very well could be competing with companies running AI on, on deep learning platforms, you know, which I don't even understand how that works. I don't think, you know, it, people programming these machines know how, how it works because deep learning takes over and, and they don't fully understand the AI. Um, and that's only going to continue without a doubt. Now, doesn't mean to say that there won't be room for human copywriters and, and you won't be able to sell your copywriting services and you won't be able to sell your marketing services or maybe it becomes about your cleaning company or your copywriting company or your marketing company. You manage the AI because you built a war chest or whatever. Um, I'm a lot more confident in my business, the personal, the personal brand. I don't think I'm going to be replaced by a robot anytime soon. Um, but one thing that I would predict is that you're not going to be able to build a business for free like I did. You know, I originally started back in 2012 writing articles. Uh, within the course of three years, um, it went from basically most people reading articles online to 80% of content being video. So I started doing videos and continued to do a lot of videos because um, that's what the mar marketplace dictated. And I'm sure that as time goes on, I'll have to do videos in 3D or holograms or whatever the fuck needs to be done. I'm going to do it. Um, but I'll probably have to utilize AI at some point. And the cheap ads that are available now probably aren't going to be available 10 years from now. Okay. I'm, I'm, you know, you're probably not going to be, there's, there's already a lot of competition, but I mean, add 10, 15 years to that. How many people are going to be on YouTube or whatever the platforms are? Um, you know, are you even going to be able to get noticed without throwing money at it in the same way that like you have to throw money to start a television channel? I don't know. I hope that, that, that you know, um, new people will always continue to be noticed. But I don't want to take that chance, right? So that pushes me even further to the point where I'm, you know, I'm 37 now. At 47, I really want to have that massive war chest accumulated, you know, so I can spend the necessary money on marketing or copywriting. Even if I'm, you know, it, it, it might be a case where for, for me to be able to compete, you know, I've got to run an AI machine to choose the titles of my articles or my videos um, and give me an idea of, of the kind of topics that are going to keep people interested. I hope that's not the case, uh, but it, it, it's certainly an unpredictable landscape to the, you know, to a degree. Um, so my mentality is, you know, get it while it's hot right now. Like, well, I'm, I'm just able to get 200,000 views a month between my site and my YouTube for free, just blasting this content to you guys every day. I mean, this is, this is a gold mine as far as I'm concerned. Um, so I'm trying to get as much of it as I can, as much market share as I can. I'm putting the ad campaigns together, the paid ads, um, knowing that 10 years from now, I might be paying 10 X for the ads or I might, I, you know, it might cost me 30 grand, 50 grand just to be able to, um, get what I'm getting for free now or, or to be able to maintain, um, my business and, and be able to sell those products in that ever-changing and, and competitive landscape.
um, guys like Frank Kern will tell you now is the golden age of, of online advertising. Basically doing what he calls intent-based branding, basically, which is what I'm doing, which is uh, organic content, you know, putting that out organically, and then you're able to have this list of people to retarget video ads to, to sell your products or sell them, you know, for free, like my stuff, my coaching and, and ebooks and stuff sell themselves. Um, so you got to have that mentality, dude. But here's, 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 uh, the saving grace to all that, right? Cold calling still works in 2019. When I started my career in sales before I quit, you know, back 12 years ago or whatever it was, they were saying cold calling was, was going to be replaced. It's not. As long as people have work phones, okay, as long as people have cell phones, cold calling is going to be viable. And so is popping into offices of businesses and selling stuff. And so is going to door to door. You know, it's a wealthy people selling high ticket services, whether that's real estate or insurance or whatever. The disruption is much more going to be with the online guys um, because that's a game of data and AI will factor more into that. But at the end of the day, there's so reaching people will be disrupted. Um, but at the end of the day, if you've got the balls to approach people in person or you've got the balls to do cold calling like that, that basically you know, dumb marketing and sales in comparison to AIs running copywriting um, campaigns, you know, you're going to be good because you're willing to do outbound, you know. If you're willing to, to um, work hard, you're willing to do outbound, and you're in a high-margin service business, and you're doing everything you can to learn about marketing, to learn about sales, to learn about closing... Um, if you want a little help with that, check out my book, How to Sell, revolutionarylifestyledesign.com forward slash products. Um, Grant Cardone's got some good sales training on that as well. The Cardone University. There's, there's a ton of free resources on this stuff. Uh, and you should absolutely be, be an expert, expert or moving towards that. But if you're willing to do outbound and you know, you're willing to go hard now, you're going to be good. But you have to think like, you know, I'm trying to be part of that. First of all, I'm trying to be part of that 6% that succeed. And then over time, I'm trying to be part of that 0.01%. Okay. Those guys who are able to, um, you know, generate seven figures or generate like take home 250, 300, 400, continue to do that over time. Take that money, maybe put it into, um, you know, back into ads and then when you can't put any more back into your business you put it into some investments because the business is either growing or it's dying so you have to have higher goals than 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 some people who just say you know hey i just want to make five thousand a month that business is going to fail because it needs to be constantly expanding to prove that it's succeeding um and to build up a war chest and to Prepare if you know you're going to have a lean years or something changes in, in the competitive landscape or AI comes up. You're going to be there. If you have money, you're good. Okay. If you have money and AI changes things radically 10 years from now, if you've got money, if you've got a war chest, you're good, man. Because you're not, your job's not dependent on that. The entrepreneur's going, not going anywhere. It's the specialized type of worker, you know. Um, so you'll be able to pay the company running the AI, the AI or whatever to do whatever service you need for you to to 
sell your real estate or your coaching, your insurance or whatever the fuck you need to sell. Um, so basically you need to work to beat that failure rate. You need to be in the right vehicle. Okay. Just by not starting a product based business, you've given yourself a heads up or a head start because you've got no inventory. Um, being a high margin service business, high ticket service business, because in that type of business, you can scale to 250 by yourself, in my opinion. I know for sure six figures. Um, and for most industries, I think you could do 250 on your own, 250,000 a year without having to hire an employee because outside of like inventory and product cost, which you're not gonna accrue in a service business, your next biggest costs are gonna be payroll and overhead. And you can do 250 in a high, high ticket service business without an office and without employees. Um, which is what you want. You want you want a hyper profitable business before you start bringing people on that are potential expenses. But I mean, it's also a situation where you know the employees that you bring on can all be profit sources, and I, by profit sources I mean people who can sell. You know, I worked for a forty million dollar a year company selling as a currency broker. Our branch did five million, and everyone in that branch was a profit source we, because they basically had. There was no one but but sales guys, and we were responsible for managing all the client accounts, you know, making sure there's one delivery driver for like 40 grand a year or whatever, making sure that all the clients were managed, there was no HR, everyone was a profit source. Whereas a lot of companies, there's secretaries, there's HR, there's, you know, editors, those are all expenses and liabilities. Profit sources are people who sell and bring revenue in. Everyone else is an expense. So in a high ticket, high margin um, service business, one, you don't need to hire an employee for a while. So you can stack your cash and build your war chest and all those good things. And as you do, you can hire somebody who's gonna be um, a profit source from day one. You know, you hire uh, someone to handle sales and, and, and clients and perhaps some other responsibilities. And you know, you know that that 60 grand you're getting from them is bringing you 200,000 a year or whatever those numbers may be. Um, so that's something that you want to do. You definitely want to be in the right vehicle. You want to work like an immigrant, not, not like you're afraid and you're constantly stressed or whatever, but like, you know, you're serious, right? You are trying to get into the point, you know, 1% of, of businesses, um, you know, that, that do seven figures. You're trying to take home 250, 300, 400 grand. You're trying to beat the odds significantly for the rest of your life. And work output is something no one can take from you. And it's something that's totally in your control. You know, if you're working three hours a day versus nine hours a day, that's going to be triple the results. You're going to get there three times as fast. Um, you're going to be out competing your competitors. And it just gets you that much closer. The other thing is is sales and marketing, both outbound and inbound. Um, outbound's not going anywhere. Cool is gonna be here 10 years from now. It's not gonna be disrupted, in my opinion. Neither is door-to-door. -door. Neither is showing up to businesses. Um, it's what I did for a living. I don't do that anymore, thank God. Um, just so you know, I'm not telling you to do something that I haven't already done. That's how I made my living. I 
I built this business so I didn't have to do that. But, you know, if I was trying to get a different type of business off the ground, um, then I know that that's what I would do. And then you take that money and, you know, you put it into inbound marketing. And again, that's, it doesn't matter if it's AI or, you know, whatever marketing, if it's a LinkedIn campaign or whatever, you, you get a marketing company, you hire someone to do that. As long as you have money, you're good. Um, as long as you have money, you're good. And your money's going to come from the outbound and it's going to come from the high ticket, high margin service business. And then you can afford to set up an inbound machine. And if you want to add organic content marketing like I do and build a brand, I think that's a great idea. Just, you know, don't expect that to pay off for a couple of years. Most likely, I mean, you can blow up quicker, but most likely it's not going to pay off for a couple of years. In some industries, it's not, you know, 100% the best move. Um, I mean, those are the tactical uh, issues. And this is um, kind of a a lot of points that I want to cover, but the main thing that I wanted to cover was like, you know, you got to look at the odds of this stuff. And I just see guys, entrepreneurs that are, you know, talking to me like, well, where do I find the motion of the motivation? Like, dude, failure is a motivation, not going back to working a job. That should be the motivation. Like you got to understand the success rates. Like the business that you want is 0.1%. Okay. That's the odds. And that's what you got to be thinking about, you know, every day that you wake up trying to continue to beat those odds, man. And it's totally doable. You just have to be doing all the right things. You have to be doing things that all the other people won't do. Making the sacrifices that people that, that other people won't make. Constantly asking yourself, what am I not doing? What else could I, could I be doing? Because the money's in your mistakes, right? The money's in the money that you don't have is in the things that you're not doing. Um, but, I mean, you're on point with, with all those factors that I covered, man. You're going to be good. Um, just just keep that in mind. Use that as motivation. If you need help with this stuff, though, check me out, revolutionarylifestyledesign.com forward slash coaching. Uh, something maybe I could help. Even if, you know, you're already doing six figures, seven figures, you know, you need a kick in the ass or you need some insight, I'm there for you, man. Um, you know, if you're a young guy starting out, because I've got... Guys from multi-millionaires to 18-year-old guys who are living with their mom. I'm trying to talk to all of you. I don't have one specific target audience. Every video is, is for, you know, a different type of person a lot of the time. Um, so if you're sort of a rookie starting out, I think you, you'd find my book, How to Sell, would be useful. You can find that revolutionarylifestyles.com forward slash products. As always, though, much love to you. Um, thanks for watching. Let me know what you think in the comment section.